Now, post-pandemic, just when you thought it was safe to return to your favorite movie theater, Pop Pun, one and a half, cruising for punishment. Maverick's back in Pop Pun, one and a half. And if you only saw the 1980s original, now, in Pop Pun, one and a half, you don't know the half of it. This maverick of a movie will no longer fly under the radar. The fun puns start right now, on time. So, be punctual, and remember, no risky business in the back row. And it's time for another unbuckled, bumpy ride with your guide, the stark-raving lunatic himself. I'm Jim. Let's jump right in again. Welcome to my podcast based on my brand new book, available on Amazon, Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N. It's a year-long guide to gratitude and our daily grind. The book that combines some timeless wisdom from a whole lot of the world's wiser people with the reflections, reactions, and wisecracks of the guide's author, me. And it guides you, the reader, through the simplest system for a happy, healthy, authentic, and genuinely grateful everyday experience. I urge you to get the book. Of course I do. I wrote it. It's either at Amazon or at my website, ampurage.com, A-M-M-P-U-R-A-G-E. But even without it, let's make next week better than last, our next year better than the past, and get started now with today's episode of... Well, it's no longer the 1980s, and we've avoided World War III so far. But no thanks to this guy, Maverick. He's a flyboy jet jockey in the U.S. Navy who always felt like, well, runner-up, whether it was to another pilot like Iceman or to the cold ghost of his fighter pilot father. Maverick always seemed underappreciated while trying to prove his worth. So now, some 40 years later, as they're releasing Top Gun 2, I was wondering what happened to Top Pun and... It's sequel with no equal, top pun, one and a half. See, puns are underappreciated, and some folks, well, they feel like they're being pun-ished when folks let them fly. But many historic greats thought that they were, well, great. <laughs> Quote, unquote, puns are the highest forms of literature. Mr. Alfred Hitchcock. And coming from Alfred Hitchcock, that should scare anyone into keeping an eye out to see who's in their rear window. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. That pun, really, it was for the birds. <laughs> well, top puns, just like the Maverick character of Top Gun, do not have to live in the shadow of any other's greatness. They are the magnificent Mavericks of modern-day dialogue. And though sometimes annoying, and often rule-breakers, 
It's time that they get their time in the limelight. Everyone looks at puns uniquely. Some like them. Some can leave them. Some folks just don't ever get them. They don't know how to take them. And it's hard to explain puns to kleptomaniacs because they always take things, literally. <laughs> Personally, I appreciate puns, and I look to use them whenever apropos. I've even created an original pun or two in my time in the past myself. I once even made a pun about the wind, yeah, but it blew. And when I screw them up like that, I feel just like such a dumbo, you know, you know the elephant. Kind of just sad. Makes me feel irrelevant. <laughs> and that's really the reason that no one addresses the elephant in the room that are my dumb jokes. Because they'd rather they just stay irrelevant. Honestly, despite their bad reputation, puns are amongst the highest displays of wit. Just ask Tony Stark. You Marvel fans will appreciate that stroke of comic genius. Indeed, puns... They point to the essence of all true wit, the ability to hold in the mind two different ideas about the same thing at the same time. Even U.S. President Abraham Lincoln, despite his somber and heavy countenance and grave duties, he was famously punny. Once he received a letter from a Catholic priest asking him to suspend the sentence of a man who was to be hanged the next day. Lincoln quipped, quote, if I don't suspend it tonight, the man will surely be suspended tomorrow. <laughs> okay, get down with your bad self, President Abraham Lincoln. Apparently, old Abraham was a ham. When you make a pun, you bring together two distinct ideas, a coincidence of sound, or of significance, or meaning, and a realization results, a new realization. Puns are an attention-acquiring way of introducing knowledge to the human mind. Undeniably, they can be cheesy at times. Sharing puns almost always leads to either a good laugh or at least a smirking smile. And in this day and time, we could all use more of that right now. So, enter Top Gun 2. I mean, Top Pun, one and a half. The original 1980s movie was about a fighter pilot named Maverick who had timelessly familiar lines like, quote, this is what I call a target-rich environment. And she's lost that love and feeling. And then there was, take me to bed or lose me forever. And famously, son, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. Which I might add is not something you want to hear right after she says, take me to bed or lose me forever. And then there was, I feel the need, the need for speed. Also, not what you want to be thinking before she says, take me to bed or lose me forever. And finally, famously, I want some butts and I want butts now. And related to the take me to bed or lose me forever thingy, I'm just going to leave that one all alone. Okay, so as I see it, this is how, if it existed, there'd be a promotional tour for Top Pun, one and a half. And there'd be interviews. And this is how the promotional tour interview with that famous, big grinning, stunt performing, couch jumping, out of control, control freak actor might go. You know, in order to pimp the new movie, Top Pun, one and a half. So the interview starts off asking the Maverick star, because he is a star, 
A personal question. The interviewer says, let me ask you. They say your Hollywood religion is one part cult, one part atheism. How do you respond? The actor says, atheism is as much a religion as any other. Matter of fact, it's the truest form of a non-profit organization. I got that one from George Carlin. To play Maverick, the actor learned to pilot a plane for reality's sake. He said he thought that getting the ability to fly would be so uplifting. Producers, when they made the film, looked everywhere to find a short female actress to play Maverick's love interest because Cruz was kind of short. But the only one they found was a woman with one leg much shorter than the other. And when she stood straight, she was still taller than Maverick. Yeah, it makes sense that a girl with one leg that's shorter than the other, she was named Eileen. When asked what quote or scene he wished made it into the original cut but got left on the editor's room cutting floor, he said he loved the dialogue where Maverick was told, you're not going to be happy unless you're going Mach 2 with your hair on fire. And Maverick said back, I just don't want my hair on fire. I want to crash, burn, and be cremated. And that is my last hope for a smoking hot body. <laughs> and what about the locker room scene? All those guys walking around in nothing but towels. Was everybody 100% on board and comfortable with that? The actor said that Maverick's character wanted to lighten things up with some lighthearted jokes, but that it's so hard to do wearing only a bath towel. He said, towels aren't funny. Towels can't tell jokes. Towels are only funny if you have a dry sense of humor. They really have a dry sense of humor. Known for its soundtrack, how are you going to replace the iconic 80s song Danger Zone in the new-to-be-released Top Pun, One and a Half? The actor said, oh, that's easy. The new hot single is the title track for what we almost called the movie, Punning on Empty. In the original, Maverick's dad unfortunately passed away after severe injuries, suffered from a jet crash, but he didn't die instantly. Staying strong till the very end, and when military doctors couldn't identify his blood type to save his life, legend has it, his last inspiring words to us all were, be positive. Get it? When asked if his character Maverick was ever grounded from flying in this movie, the actor said, yeah, only once when he couldn't stop singing a song on set called The Green, Green Grass of Home. The reporter said, well, that sounds like something called Tom Jones syndrome. Maverick said, is it common? The reporter said, well, it's not unusual. The actor, unlike his Maverick character, never touches coffee. He said, my air traffic controller said that after the last tower fly-by stunt that I pulled, that I can't drink coffee anymore or they're going to ground me. In the original, his flight partner Goose said, yeah, coffee has a real rough time in our house. It gets mugged every single morning. But don't bump. <laughs> he said, my flight instructor said the best pilot he ever knew just got grounded one day. His wings clipped when they found out that he was colorblind. Yeah, that was rough news. Came completely right out of the green. That very same flight instructor was known as the cross-eyed teacher who just couldn't control his pupils. Rumor had it that of all the flight teams at Top Pun Academy, everyone's favorite were the twin brothers Hippo and Zippo. You could easily tell them apart because Hippo was really heavy, but Zippo 
was a little lighter. Speaking of Zippo, Maverick's famous for doing negative and zero G-force moves in order to win in an aerial dogfight. So who does he credit for those mad skills? The actor actually credits some old writers from ancient Mesopotamia by saying, to the guys who invented zero, thanks for nothing. The Maverick actor was asked if there was anything he was afraid to try in a jet, and he said, well, right now I am reading a book about anti-gravity. It's impossible to put down. It's based on atomic technology, but I don't know if I trust the science. I never trust an atom. They make up everything. That's another reason that I choose to fly, or at least take elevators. But I never take the stairs. I don't trust stairs, because they're always up to something. But if anti-gravity in a jet actually works, I'm thinking of franchising the first restaurant on the moon. I figure so long as the food is there, it's good, you know? They probably won't even care that there's no atmosphere. He continued on. But as for that book, it's not as good as the last book I read. It was all about the dangers of what happens when you mix alcohol and literature. I think it was called Tequila Mockingbird. <laughs> More than once in the movie, Maverick, just in midair, hit the brakes and the enemy plane streaked right by. He said it was because he had switched from drinking coffee to drinking brake fluid. Huh? He said, sure, I drink brake fluid, said Maverick, but I can stop any time. When asked if he felt that he was now some 40 years out of the 1980s, that if he was too old to play the role of Maverick, he said, old is just a state of mind. It's all in your head, he said. I wasn't originally going to actually get a brain transplant, but then I changed my mind. When asked how the new top pun one and a half might play in a worldwide audience, you know, one that might just not trust a message about American military might and our nation's potential, contribution to a World War III type of apocalypse, the actor was confused, and he said he did not understand. Quote, so what, he said. So what if I don't know what apocalypse means? It's not the end of the world. There were, of course, some questions that the tiny temperamental actor refused to answer, like, in the film, if every great fighter pilot at the time was at Top Gun Academy all that time, who was protecting America? And there were those nicknames. Well, Maverick makes sense. And Goose, well, that was short for Mother Goose. And honestly, he kind of looks like a big old goose. But when the Maverick star was asked, did they have to name the only single solitary ace pilot who was black? Did they have to nickname him Sundown? Really? <laughs> yeah, there was silence. Come on, guys. This was the 80s. You should have known better. Well, it was the 80s. Big hair and even bigger shoulder pads. I was there. Maybe I should know better. To wrap this up, we all need to be okay being a marvelous maverick in our own way, testing the rules and finding our flights out from under the wings of anyone else's shadow, self-imposed or societally otherwise. If you don't mind, though, one last fun pun, though. Speaking of getting out from under another's wings, like the famous chicken, or like the chicken before her, why did superstar singer Adele cross the road to say, hello from the other side? <laughs> well, thank you for listening and tolerating. It's been a whole lot of pun for me, too. And now more words of wisdom to wow your socks off from the Live Life Lean Guide itself. 
Entry from page 43. Every man's occupation should be beneficial to his fellow man, as well as profitable to himself. All else is vanity and folly. P.T. Barnum. And the guide's point of view on this? Vanity and folly? Weren't they the two lead lip syncers from Millie Vanilli in the 80s? So what do you think about this? Using the Live Life Lean Guided System, what have you learned recently that's new? What have you earned that wasn't just handed out to you? Where have you added to the world that wasn't just about you? Now reflect on all of this. Respect it. Be grateful for it. And before you navigate somewhere next, please like, subscribe, and share with someone to show that you care. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying your copy of the Live Life Lean L-E-A-N Guide. Enjoying it almost as much as I did creating it. And if you don't have a copy yet, go on over to Ampurage.com or Amazon and get started today experiencing the amazing power of knowing every day is literally yours to be grateful about. And you need never feel unfulfilled again. I'm Jim Hall. And until next time, good health, God bless. And now, go get a little dirty learning something new. Earning what's not given to you. Adding to this crazy world that we share and navigating your way to something new and next.